As your producer and editor, I am just jumping in here for a moment at the beginning of this podcast to let you know that this one is live and mostly unedited because, well, when I tried to edit it, it sounded like crap. So enjoy the unedited version. Sorry about the background noise and the clicking and the typing and Ryan on the coffee machine. And we hope that you just enjoy Hoofla. Unedited and uncut. Have fun. Are you there? Sounds up there. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Not bad. All right, let's get Selene. I almost just called Selene a second ago. <laughs> like, why isn't Sue answering? Ooh. Ring, 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 ring. Yobo. Yobo? We have Bobo. Did you say Yobo? Phone call. Danielle watched the first episode of Clonad. <laughs> and that doesn't get really interesting until the second season. Danielle was unimpressed by the first episode of Clonad. <laughs> it was just weird. I hate to break it to you, but you'll probably be unimpressed with the entire first season of Clonad. Hang on, I it's, can't hear what Bob is hold saying. On, Bob, Sorry, Bob, my headphones in yet. Wait a minute. I'll translate. Bob says there's something wrong with you. It's Shakespeare. That is not true. <laughs> what? God damn it, Ryan. Hold on. Why? Sorry, my headphones are all twisted up. I have to fix them. All right, there we go. I have, I have a new concept to uh, suggest to the podcast tonight. Oh, no, another one. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay. This one ties into our, one of our current concepts. Okay. Um, Can you slide this one? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. Ryan, okay, I'm determined before we finish tonight. Yes. I am getting your Steam account information because Hufflepuff Hulk. Oh my god, Hufflepuff Hulk. Hufflepuff Hulk. <laughs> I didn't pick it, Bob. Oh, that's right. Didn't we make it up? Yes. We did. We, we did. On the podcast. That's right. Do we want to start the live stream? Might as well. We'll all right. streaming all over the place. We are streaming. Did someone post on, on Facebook that we are streaming? That seems to be our social media platform of choice. I posted on the Potterific Weekly. Oh, wait, let me do this first. We have a part. Um, but I will go post there. We have a random episode of the podcast that has seven times the normal viewership, so I'm thinking there's a spam Spam bot. bot. Spam bot. Well, we're kind of curious which episode was it. It was like three episodes ago or something. There, like Most of our episodes get like you know maybe like say 200 hits this one had like 740 <laughs> well no that happened on um it's just that we are way awesome that happened on when we did the little miss snape series remember like the third episode in that horrible horrible series got like 5,000 hits more than any of the others it was just like hello it was out i wrote a love letter today i did that <laughs> I did do that thing. I, I wrote a love letter last night, and I shared it with somebody at work. Uh-huh. And they thought it was for them, and it was like a sitcom? No. All right. She was like, it's that guy. I, you know, and I said, no, you're wrong. And she's like, but you like him so much. And then I showed her who it was, and she was like, she gave me a high five. It was really cool. Oh, cool. I yeah. actually have a confession to make. You forgot oh, your Bob. right yours, Bob. No, no. Uh, it's not that I forgot. I just... Uh, I got derailed massively today. I did finish Sherlock, though. All right. I was hell-bent on Sherlock. Uh, but basically... Are we I, live? Yes, we are. The we, letter was we, your we idea, Bob. Live. It was Bob's yeah. idea. <laughs> I like this really great idea for it. I will do it. Okay. Um, Can we all share ours, though? Oh, of course. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Apparently. I'm quiet. Uh, she sounds good, though. Can't hear us. Turn it up! Ray says she can hear us, but we're very quiet. Kat says she can't hear us at all. But because I didn't do it, I have something to suggest, but we'll talk about that when we get to the homework segment. Okay. In the meantime, sans our technical issues, I think we should probably start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Unprecedented at eight minutes past the hour. I know. Hey, we didn't start until like two. We it's impressive. I call my are they? We're watching Clonad. Clonad. I was like, is this going to be over soon? We have to start the podcast. <laughs> and that was like... That episode ends with Nagisa uh, like at the end of the street. Yeah. Saying really random things. Like floating. Yeah, it was weird. It was like floating in the air. And she's like, shall I show you the place where dreams come true? And I'm like, what's going on? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> You guys would just like take those moments and tear it apart. Which no, I'm not. I, I'm not going to tear like, it apart. No, 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 no. Like I, I knew that full well, and that's why it's like <laughs> joke. It. It's going to be fun. Well, okay. the beginning right, of it, the right. beginning of it was was horrible. It's like remember, it's like they're walking outside and they're in grayscale, yeah. and she's like, you know, she's talking to her heart. I'm like, who says she's talking? Like it just, it was weird. It gets it, better. Get, give it. Uh, just I uh, know. Just please give it to the second season. My favorite character is the best friend who gets beat up by a girl in every episode. Oh yes. Oh Sonahara. Oh. And I think it's in the second episode. He's determined she's a boy, and I'm going to prove it. Oh God. It gets it goes okay. down. Down. It's better from there. Okay. Speaking of getting better from there, let's go and start the show. Alright. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bogo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna like have to whisper. She? she does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning dinner. You burnt dinner. I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob just I'm so sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. We all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was kind of darn cute, but it was... Jen, what are you I doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time 
Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. Ooh, that's going to be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. Good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. Challenge accepted. Race just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the fruit. It's fracking cold here. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's slowing down. He's slowing down. We have everyone watching it at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby said. What? McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's harder to say than they are. That's what we can find. It's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E-J. Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the coffee, Poovanians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm at the table of awesome. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Bob, and I'm your host, and I'm here at the table of awesome with my very close friends, starting with Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully, and I forgot to brew coffee. On to Danielle. Nope. He's not going to hijack me. Wait. Where's the coffee? No, he's he's making coffee. He's, he's got to make coffee. <laughs> we left him. We'll go make coffee? Mm-hmm. Anyway. We'll so, hear the Keurig in just a minute, I'm sure. Sounds good. As he mentioned, we also have Danielle. Danielle, how are you this evening? I'm fantastic because I just watched four and a half hours of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. While screaming, Benedict, my Cumberbatch. And then Ryan pointed out that he sounds like Snape. Yes. That was me. Uh, oh, well. I sent Ryan a message the other day. You stole that from Sue. When I was Sue say that? the eggs. Yeah. Oh, like 2009? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't watching it because I was watching eggs, and I was, you know, I was listening to it, but I was looking up every once in a while, and I was like, oh, this one has Snape in it. Yeah. And then I looked up, and I was like, that's not Snape. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So. All right. And then... Uh, more of our more of our usual friends are not here this week. Jen is still under the weather. Scott had an obligation, so Wednesday we'll make it. So finally, we have Sue. Sue, how are you? I'm good, but you said coffee, and now I want some too. I had some this morning. I so we have like this new like uh, Starbucks has like cold brew coffee. Oh, they started on that. Yeah, and so because I normally like make coffee because I prefer cold coffee to hot coffee. So like, well, that's nice for those of you that live in warmth all year long. <laughs> no one mentioned snow. 
do you, I be honest with you? Like, I'll, it could be like freezing outside. You really? I still prefer. Oh, like I'm, I'm with you when it comes to the summer, like for sure. But no, I, mean, I, I don't know. Like I enjoy both. Yeah. If you like sat the cold coffee beverage, in front of me, I drink the cold coffee beverage. Okay, all right. Why? Because I drink it faster, which is probably not good, considering I usually get the jolt from caffeine. Oh yeah, yeah. I've come to realize it does not take much caffeine to get me, you know. Yeah, well, maybe you're caffeine sensitive. Well, I know, I know my mom is extremely Catholic. Like, my parents only drink uh, decaffeinated. So oh, really? Yeah. So, because of that. So, it, it doesn't surprise me that I'd be slightly you know, okay. yeah. uh, affected by it more so than the average person. Which is good. So, I mean, like, I love green tea. Mm-hmm. So, like, normally, like, you know, it would take, oh, like, green what? tea will put you over the roof. Well, no, green tea doesn't have that much caffeine in it. Like, it would take, like, you know, I get, well, I guess it depends on the caffeine green tea you're drinking. But, like, it would take, like, you know, four cups of green tea to equal, like, one oh, yeah. tea. And then, like, eight cups of green tea to equal one cup of coffee. So it's like, well, I only need, like, one, maybe two, and I'm good. I'm going. So. Okay, Ryan's giving me the death look because mm-hmm. I'm stirring my tea. You just brewed a K-cup! I did that. Yes, but we are listening to you. You very... I'm trying to be quiet. This is Danielle. This no, all right. This is not me. This is you. What? This is Ryan stirring my tea. So it was stop a it. Wild day at work. The kids were out of control, crazy, bouncing off walls. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as, well, I delayed my lunch break by half an hour so that I could hit happy hour at mm-hmm. Dutch Brothers. Aww. And I came back from Dutch Brothers with six coffees, and only one of them was well, five coffees and a smoothie because one of the people at work won't drink coffee. And only one was hot. Oh, Everybody pe- else got cold coffee. People that just don't drink coffee, I don't get it. No, no. The one lady had a had a hot coffee because she said she wanted coffee. But we all, the rest of us all had cold coffees. And they mm. I wore a scarf today mm-hmm. until 1230 in the afternoon. I know. Well, here's the thing. Ryan doesn't actually enjoy cold coffee at all. Even when it's 100 degrees out, he does not like cold coffee. Coffee ice cream grosses him out, which I don't get it. Like, coffee's coffee. It tastes good. Like, yeah. Like, my my thing right now, I drink, it's like that Starbucks ice. Oh, the cold brew? Yeah. And then, um, what company is it? I want to say it's a uh, international delight. I don't know, but they, it's like this cold stone, like cream creamer. Oh, that's what Sue uses. Oh, it's so, it's so good. It's, it's even good in tea. Really? Yeah. Mm, it's good okay. in tea as well. I don't do it very often, but every once in a while it's just like, mm, I'm going to put it in my tea instead of sugar. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's like melted, like ice cream, vanilla coffee. Mm. All right, now you guys are just. You already had coffee. Well, Bob already made me get a cup of coffee. All I had to do is mention coffee. Coffee. I went with the original uh, season three intro because I couldn't think of it. Yeah. I was going to do something about like Valentine's Day hot steamy making. But then I was like, and coffee. You know what we're having for Valentine's Day, Bob? Snow! A blizzard! Another blizzard! An actual blizzard! <laughs> I was say, well, we just mentioned coffee and hot, steamy lovemaking, so I'm guessing... When did that happen? Did I miss that? <laughs> was that what no, I was... it's more snow. Um, more snow. Ryan, Kat yes. has a message in the in the chat for you. She has a message? Back I can't... You see her message. Okay, I can't it's tell... It's all in bold. You'll know it. 
Do you have a, a cat hair in your glasses? Oh or is God, it like, really? are, are you wearing like... Wait, that's cat hair. Okay, that, that was a little weird. All right, cat has a message for me. I'm going to check in with cat right now. If anyone would like to visit the New England area, by don't, the way... Don't. Don't. Just don't. Or fly in by Friday. It'll be a blast. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm on my way. Ryan needs to stop bitching about snow. Alas, no. That's not it. I'm mentioning snow is the one yeah, she's referring to. I'm from Chicago. It's my goddamn birthright. I'm mentioning snow. All right. We're dumping it in the harbor. We haven't done that since the Boston Tea Party. That's how bad it's getting. It's a little extreme. It's the usual Potterfic. I'm sorry, Point of View Weekly snow update. And the update, the the, the big scandal right now is okay. Do we all remember the big dig? They decided to to bury half of Boston, like they buried the main highway under Boston, and they're like, it will cost like a billion dollars and take six months, and it cost twenty billion and took twenty years. So they decided to finance it. This little known admin guy in Boston who worked for the government decided they were going to finance it by having the the, 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 the the MBTA, which runs the trains and the trolleys and the buses, they were going to take on the debt. So as a result of them paying off this big the big dig, this 20-year overrun project, mm-hmm. they can't buy new train cars, and they can't buy the equipment and the shovels and all the stuff they need to keep the trains running. So what happened was four blizzards hit... And the trains aren't working. So the, 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 the MBTA, the public transit system, because no one can drive and everyone has to now rely on public transit, is recommending that people walk to their destinations. Oh, yeah. This is, they're, they're actually suggesting this. Now, the, the unfortunate thing is that little-known admin and finance guy who decided to fund the, the, the big dig by putting it on, making the, 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 the public transport system pay for the debt, is now, unfortunately, the new governor of Massachusetts. He's been on the job like four days, and now the trains are working. So it's kind of hysterical if you don't take the trains and you're not you know, stuck in traffic and walking to your destination. This is kind of what's happening in real time. Well, how about you, Danielle? I know you had to go to work yesterday at least. Yep. Are, are you uh, having fun snow plowing? Well, Monday, my coworker drove me to work because he has a Jeep with four-wheel drive. So he offered, and I was like, okay, sure. And, you know, the morning drive was okay. Um, I probably could have made it, but the afternoon drive home was just a mess. Um, just the roads are very slippery because it's just been, it's been so cold that they get icy. it's just so icy. So, yeah, it's all ice underneath, and um, so there's that. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I'm kind of tired of it. And to, and to comment on cat, well, you know what? I'm gonna, tired of losing sleep because of it. Because I have to wake up yes, an extra sure. hour early just cat, to make sure I get there on time. And yeah, cats like re- responding like a pilgrim over here. Remember Stephen Colbert talking about the the. I just like to point out that cat's moving to Arizona. She is where it does not snow. So very much. yeah, it does not snow very much there. Now the if thing, she complains about the heat. Now the thing. That's, uh, I'll, I'll have something to say about that. Now the. Happy. 
Now, the, the the thing I would respond back to is she's she's saying Boston shuts down every time you get a foot of snow. We only shut well, that's down not true. when we got three feet of snow in, in yeah, 17 hours. Yeah, I mean, hours. it has been kind of unprecedented lately. It's just because it just keeps piling up too We've fast. been open all the other times. Yeah. The unfortunate thing about us being open all the other times mm-hmm. is apparently there's no trains or buses working, so people are walking home down the middle of the one-lane street well, that the, you're driving And on. the problem is, too, the streets of Boston, as we know, are narrow and kind of go all over the place. It's yes. not laid out on a grid. It's not like a typical city Farting like New York. Cows. They it's it's them kind of a mess to begin with. Yes. So did, you're going to have sure. gridlock on a normal day. Yes. You add on snow that makes the narrow streets already more narrow. Mm-hmm. It's like perilous. People, there's two cars going down the street. They can't really fit anymore. Oh, there was a hysterical thing so today. Like this, I think... Um, and like the, there was a story last week. I don't know if anybody would have seen it on, on your coast, but basically... Ambulances and employees couldn't even get to Mass General Hospital because yes. the gridlock was so bad. They couldn't get to work. And the people that were at work were like, can you please just stay at the hospital because you're not going to get home and we need right. people to work. I and that's how that's how scary it is. Four miles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, we're yep. losing Sue a little bit here. Yeah, um, the, the nurse walked four miles to work and, and that was like considered normal for the... For the, for the nurses there because they're all very selfless. Um, we have a little picture here I want to throw uh, to the... Um, let me see if I can download this thing here. This is... Uh, He's throwing it to somebody. He's not throwing it up. It's amazing. I, I actually tried that in real time there. I'm like, let's try something different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with the chat. This is a picture a friend of mine put up today. Um, now, the streets of Boston are just slowly getting back to normal, very, very, very slowly getting back to normal. So someone decided they would get back to, to their normal commute, and they would um, transport their um, their items through the city of Boston. I'm sharing this. It's going to be popping up in the uh, in the. Are you really sending that through the entire Skype chat? That was an unfortunate moment. Kat has already denied my transfer. Lisa has accepted it. sent it to, like, the entire Pugwainian community. I did do that. But it's interesting because you can tell who likes you and who doesn't. Kat denied. Lisa accept. Ray accept. Danielle, get <laughs> away from me. Like, you can write down the line. You can tell here. It's interesting. Bob, file transfer failed. Sue accepted. Aww. It's riveting. This is riveting. It's totally riveting. And I'll share this with Danielle. It's exciting when you consider a Skype transfer. If Danielle can see this here. So, <gasps> yeah. Oh. He his boat out? He tra- he's wow. trying to transfer his boat on an 18-wheeler. It's a bit, It's bigger yeah. than Starbucks. Look behind it. So that and it got stuck, and then the eighteen wheeler got stuck. The entire Starbucks in his boat. Well, if you actually look behind his boat, there's there's a Starbucks, and it's actually smaller than the boat. So it's a it's a very large boat. Is it a boat? Gotcha. I do not know if it's a boat. Boat. It's not a string pulley boat. All right, and we're going to apologize to Cat because apparently Cat hit the wrong button or it failed. Herbie, Aww. Herbie's jumping, jumping. Herbie, well, do we care? I, there's nothing up there. He there's can nothing get it. There. So get it. He's going to okay. jump. That's what cats do. So how is everything in every other part of the country that's not snowed in at the moment? We're getting rain. This morning, though, I have to say, was one of the most beautiful sunrises I have seen in a long time. Just, you know, brilliant reds in the clouds. And I've discovered how really pathetic my phone is because I went to take a picture and I was like, nope, not even going to try. It's not even worth it. There's no way it'll, you know, get the pretty colors and stuff. So. Mm. And by the time I got back to the house to get the camera, it was gone. But it well, was not good. It's kind of sad, the, yeah. the, the rainbow there. Well, today we had that odd 
like moment where it was actually pretty sunny out and it was snowing like crazy. That was weird. It was weird. That was weird. I, I was like, that won't be a rainbow though because it's not, it's yeah. not rain. I, I yeah, it's it like, strange. It's Things are getting weird around here. I don't know. Cat wants us to know that she snowed in too. So I. Plenty of that. I have it the worst. Why do you have it the worst? I, I have, it's like 70 degrees outside. Uh, not wear a sweatshirt today. So bad. <laughs> I feel I feel terrible for Bob. Where's a good earthquake when you need one? Wait, wait. We're not going to have clouds on Sunday. Oh, God. Wait, no. let's go see. Uh, Friday, it's going to be 80 degrees. Um, I hope he melts. Yeah, 80 degrees. It's okay. I'm, we usually get like 115 in the summer, so. Mm-hmm. It all That's evens fun. out. Yep. Oh, turn on a fan. <laughs> uh, the gentleman that I know from the dog park today wanted to know exactly how much snow you guys had. How much? Oh my god, I don't even know anymore. Well, there's so many drifts. The the fall, the the amount of snowfall we've gotten in two, it's we're at two weeks and two days, and we've we have seven feet. Okay. I believe it's seven feet in two. Is it seven? I don't it's, even it's, know. It's six. Well, depending on the area, but yeah. six to seven. But with the snow drifts, it can be like in our yard. It's kind of funny because you can actually see grass at one point, but then there's ten feet of snow next to it because it just blows all around. So it's kind of yeah. the problem people are having now is the roofs are collapsing on buildings because if they have yeah. flat roofs, all the snow just sits. So yep. it, one guy actually fell through a skylight. Today. Yeah, and there was a there was that building in Hingham that the roof collapsed, yep. and they had to they're going to tear it down. Somerville, um, Massachusetts, actually closed school through the end of the week because they have to clean off all the roofs now. Well, the problem they're having now is because kids have missed so many days of school. They're either going to be going to school till July, going to school on Saturdays, or they're canceling some of the vacations. But then people have like vacation plans and stuff, so it's growing everybody up. Wow. So. Yep. First world problems. So, oh my God, we anyway, can't go to Disney. No. Enough about weather. Nobody mentioned snow, said Ryan in the Facebook uh, post. Nobody mentioned. I, I did. And yet so. he mentioned snow. Yeah, and a half an hour in. I did. The need to bitch was strong in this one. There was snow. But anyway, so <laughs> so what's everyone doing for Valentine's Day this year? Because Valentine's Day, if I remember correctly, is. Saturday. Saturday. Shoveling. I'll be working. Shoveling. Danielle and I did this thing, and you know you're at a good point in your marriage when you do this, where I'm like, what do you want to do for, for Valentine's Day? And she looks at me. She's like, we have to go out? <laughs> no, we don't have to go out. Okay. <laughs> then I look at her. I'm like, do you want me not to buy you a card so you don't have to buy me one? She's like, do you have your heart set on one? <laughs> so we're at that well, comfortable point. We already don't do flowers because of the cats. Yes. I wouldn't. I don't bring flowers into the house the just in case, die. like they'll eat them and yes. die. Um, and you know, going out to eat on Valentine's Day is nice, but it's so crowded, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather just cook something at home. Yes, I actually have Sunday off, so we'll probably just I'll make him watch a mushy movie or something. I don't know. Yes, perhaps more. <laughs> I'll just make you watch Frozen again. Oh, not again. <laughs> Actually, the funniest thing I've seen with regards to the weather was someone put up a picture of Queen Elsa and was like, whoever pissed her off, can you please just apologize? Exactly. <laughs> I like the one at the church, whoever's praying for snow, please stop. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. That one was good. And my favorite is the little, like, three-year-old boy who's dressed in a tux, obviously, in the wedding, making a fist, and the thing is, like, yeah. the next person who mentioned, who complains about the winter, the summer heat, is getting thunder-punched in the thunder-punched. throat or whatever. What about you, Bob? Are you working too? 
Uh, I work till seven. Uh, I currently do not have any plans. Um, yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day has always been kind of weird. Cause like, yeah. it's, it's funny because like usually like being single currently, like it's like, Oh, I wish I had something to do. But every like Valentine's Day, I like had a significant other. It just sucks. Like, yeah. it's, like it's, there's nothing like, like I remember like one year, the girl I was dating, she worked for a pizza joint, and, like, she didn't get off work until, like, 10 o'clock or something. Yep. And then she, like, brought home, like, one of those heart pizzas, and it was, like, Aww. cold. And the funny thing was, is, like, then her friends came over, like, five minutes later, and it was just, like, all of us were just sitting there eating cold heart pizza. Just, like, Valentine's Day just kind of sucks. That's weird. Well, you never know. Maybe you'll have spontaneous Valentine's Day plans. Maybe there's... Maybe there's... Quite possible. Um, maybe. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, that happened to me once, so, you know. Oh, no. Maybe there's someone... That, that's a, that's not, actually, I should mention that. We can go from re- one really boring topic of the snow to the next really boring topic. Yes. Bob's love life. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this a long time ago, but one of my mutual... One of my friends has another friend who is uh, a single. And yep. a year ago... Uh, Basically, like, I was gonna, we were gonna go out to lunch, but then I came down with the flu. Oh. And it like, took me out for like two weeks, and then work got busy. I can't remember just, that. Yeah, and then basically, so when it came down, so I, I just never called her back because I'm a horrible person. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not my one of my greatest moments. But anyway, so our, the, our, the mutual, or the, the friend mentioned like the other week, it's like, you know, why don't you call this girl again? She's She just finished with one of her various relationships, and apparently the guy's a workaholic, so, and she doesn't want a workaholic, so you give it another go. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'd be too embarrassed to call back, considering you know, right. it took me a year to call back. But, right. <laughs> but apparently, uh, she's cool with it, so I'm going to probably give her a call. But I don't think we'll end up doing anything on Valentine's Day. That's yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah, that's kind of weird for first kind of a thing. Yeah, like first time I ever met you. Hey, let's meet on Valentine's Day. I know. So I and, uh, have no plans. Sorry. No, that's okay. Well, you're not. You're just gonna sit there and do nothing all night. You're not doing anything. Uh, probably. Sherlock season three. I know Sherlock season two. Just watch it. A podcast. Probably this one. I got. I got podcast editing to do. What podcast are you editing? I'm not saying. Oh, I'm not saying like, wait a minute. Very secretive. But anyway, so uh, speaking, of, since we're still kind of technically in the around the table, I kind of wanted to ask this. This was kind of a backup for the homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suggested the the love notes that I ended up not not, not doing. But anyway, that. I was going to ask. So, being that it's Valentine's Day, what are your guys's? all-time favorite ships like if you had to like pick oh. a ship um what would it be we've done favorite ships oh, we've done remember that. I said? no and i said castle and and Kate Does anyone remember i remember what, that what castle I and did i say bill war i think i said you bill did, war. i think yeah i, think bill I would war. go with a lost city right now yes that's a good one that is such I'm so, I have not seen last night's Flash, and I'm probably not going to get to see tonight's Arrow. So tomorrow morning is going to be. I was going to watch the Flash today, but I had to watch you know three and a half hours of Sherlock. Um, I don't want to hear any complaints. Well, but you can tell Bob. 
You can tell Bob got a little, like, in over his head, because he's like, what are these, like, hour-long episodes? I'm like, they're 90 minutes, Bob. And then, then I even texted Danielle, I'm like, Bobo's gone silent. <laughs> like, nothing from Bob after I said that. Well, it's basically, they, they, they look at them as movies, pretty much. That's what they... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's basically, it's a, it's a full arc. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. multiple smaller arcs. And so it's just like, I actually, from a production standpoint, like, as a content producer, I love that concept. Yeah. Like, being able to, like, you could... In theory, like go into any episode at any point and never be lost. Like right, yeah. Later seasons, like there's enough battle. There's enough stuff going on. Like obviously the season one, series one cliffhangs, and so probably cliffhangs into season two. So if you start with season two. Uh, you'd probably be a little lost, but uh, no, I just, but we'll wait until no, we I have, start our show. I, I, I just, discussion. I just, I, I have to ask a Sherlock question because it was something that hit me over the head the first time I watched it, and yesterday, like when I was watching season series one, it, it, like I remembered exactly mm-hmm. what I thought the first time. Who thought? At the end, and spoilers for series one of, of, of Sherlock, at least. Um, who thought at the very end of uh, what was the name of the third? The Great episode, Game. The Great Game. That it, that Watson was somehow behind it because he walks in. No. And sure, but it was. But that was what it was he, trying. He was. He was the last of. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, as soon as I saw yeah. him. Yeah. And he was wearing the jacket. And he was so awkward. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was talking awkwardly. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize because it, it was he's waiting for Moriarty to show up and mm-hmm. he walks in. Let's wait till we discuss Sherlock. No, but we're like, already talking no, about I'm not, it. I'm just saying it's just the, like the, 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 it's, it's the it's that sh- it was it's just that shock where he's like, I bet you didn't see this one coming, did you? And it was just like that other confusion, and then you see that he has the wires yes, under yes, the coat. Yes. Like I was that blew okay. me away the first time. I loved it. I'm so excited! I just had to talk about. it. I know. We're all excited about Sherlock. I could ship myself with Sherlock. You, you, you want to <laughs> no, ship yourself really, with No, not really, because it high would fun- be, you know, it would he's, not be a very he's loving... He's a high-functioning yeah, sociopath. Yeah, it, it would not be a very loving relationship. It's let's not. He'd tell you you gained four yeah. pounds. And yeah, he'd look at me and be like, you gained approximately 3.4 pounds. And I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So anyway... Although I do enjoy any moment where he pretends to be normal. I think it's a combination. Like, yeah, I think it's a combination of his voice and his bright blue eyes that just gets me. He's so handsome. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't. I mean, I'm no, I understand. No, I get it because there are a lot of women that I've talked to, and they're like, "Ew, gross. He's hideous." And I'm like, "Okay, I can see why. Maybe he's different looking. He's not like, you know, I don't know. Whatever." He's different, yes. Everyone has their own preferences. I think it's more the voice. I love his voice. The fact that he voices Smog in The Hobbit, like, I love that. Well, it's just so weird because I'm watching that when we were watching The Hobbit. I'm like, this is like Sherlock. Yeah, I know. That's so cool. He's so talented. He's very talented. He's very talented, yeah. Now, the the one thing to keep in mind is before we, or as we start to talk about Sherlock, is... Because we're all Doctor Who fans, see if any of the locations that they film in ring a bell to you as familiar. Because they film right where Doctor Who films. Because right. they're also filmed oh, based out of Cardiff. Speaking it's, of Doctor Who, yep. Bob finished with Matt Smith. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we did, and we talk about that. Yeah. Why don't we start with Doctor Who, and then we'll move into yeah. Sherlock, and then or or if you want to do the homework first, you know, yeah, I do the homework first. Good, do the homework. Order to these things, Ryan. All right, Bob, just take it away. 
All right. So, uh, <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, overall, I didn't necessarily care for Series 7. Um, it was okay. Like, most of, like, the episodes that were good were really good, and I enjoyed them. <laughs> but, like, there were a couple episodes where I kind of may or may not found myself just not paying attention to it. And mm-hmm. then back. Like, I, 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 sometimes, like, I'll play games while watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, mindlessly grinding with, like, a MMO or, you know, raising my Pokemon or whatever. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. My that Pokemon. just sounded funny. Yeah. Anyway. Raising <laughs> my pocket monsters, folks. Um, Ooh. No, but, uh, so... Or, like, sometimes I'll just, like, walk away to go get a drink of water, and I usually I'll stop. But sometimes, like, just... I'm so just not into the episode, I just let it run. And okay. And there were probably a good four or five episodes that were like that for me. Um, well, I'm trying to look back at it now and think of which ones even stick out of my head as good episodes. Well, I'm looking... Well, I, 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 I'm thinking one, one right off the bat, a second one, one I really didn't like. Um... Oh, wait, I'm just, I'm having to remind myself of which one, uh, of which, okay. So, yeah, The Angels Take Manhattan was not nearly as good as it, it should have been. I liked, I liked um, the power of three with the little cubes. That was I loved the rings of Akaten. That was my this favorite. Odd. Yes. But most of the episodes for me that, were ba- that I didn't care for were episodes with Clara. The, well, there's a, there's a problem my, my with Clara. The thing is, is I would still say to this day that Clara's my favorite. But, yeah, my, actually but actually, this season has my favorite episode, which was the Rings of Akaten, which is yes. when the Doctor makes that fantastic speech um, in front of, like, that big planet right. god mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, I love that. Capaldi, that that's a great Capaldi episode. Capaldi got a speech similar to that where Capaldi, every Doctor but see, should Matt, have... that's how Matt Smith is at his best. That's like, the, that's so the scene good. right there. Like, if they did, you know how they do the in-memoriam things in The Walking Dead where they tell you everyone who dies, then if it's, right. like, a main cast member... The Walking Dead is back. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about the episode. Um, we should talk about it. We should. But but you know how when, when it's like a main character who dies, they get like a little monologue in in, in, in the in memori- no in the in memoriam thing. They get lines. Like I feel like like Matt Smith when he died, that should have been his the, the rings of. I could, whatever the hell is Abedinejad or whatever the hell the guy from Iran was. But yeah, no, I'm looking at. Yeah, some of these episodes were. I, I did enjoy Day of the Doctor was my favorite outing of New Who. I love Day of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed. Are you talking about the name of the Doctor? No, the Day of the Doctor was the one with um, with David Tennant and. Um, yeah, that wasn't really an episode. That was more like a movie. Yeah, I was to say that's not technically yeah. part of the season, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, I I loved that because um, it because as I mentioned on our staff chat, you know, Ten is my Doctor, mm-hmm. um, but. I would say that the in like the last episode, uh, what is the name of the Doctor or the I forget the the, the time of the Doctor was the, the time regeneration. Of the that was an amazing episode. Like it was like it's actually one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes. They did a great job. I felt of rolling in um, the the Matt Smith thing because one of the complaints about Moffat is he throws out all of these plot devices. And he wows you, but then he never comes back and explains what the hell you just saw. Like, the silence in season five never really got explained. The whole thing about there yep. being, a, you know, it's a religious order. Working with the doctor? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's like, silence will fall. What the hell does that mean? And I felt like that particular episode buttoned down the entire thing. Who is Madame Kazarian? What did she want? What was up with the silence? It explained everything. And you can say it was rushed. You can say it was badly paced. But it explained everything. 
Translore everything. And I thought I did it very creatively. I thought that was just, I, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought that was a really good episode. The thing with Clara, because she's very well acted, Jenna Coleman's awesome in the role. The problem with the role. And they didn't. And they did it much poorer than they did it with Amy Pond. Amy Pond was a plot device. They did the whole thing about, um, you know, the girl who waited and her whole backstory, and that was who the character was. The problem with Clara was you made her the impossible girl, and you put that whole plot point in, but you didn't really define who she was as a person. She was a plot device for the first half of the season. So in one episode, her her gig was that she really didn't wasn't impressed mm-hmm. by the doctor and like he shows her all the time and space and yeah, I'll come back tomorrow maybe whereas in the next episode she desperately wants to stay so it's like there was no consistency with the character and I feel like now that they got her whole impossible girl thing out of the way now she can just be Clara and I think well she's better she's written better finally when series she's eight series eight I feel like she's written much well, better we get to see who she is and she gets a person because that was the thing because every other companion before then whether it be Rose with Jackie and Mickey or, or Martha and her family or Donna and her mother and grandfather or Amy with Rory and everything you get their whole family and with with Clara I felt like it was just Clara and there was no backstory. There was nothing else in her life. There was so I feel like it, it's going to get better. You'll be more impressed by series eight. Okay. No, I, I'm looking forward to eight when I can get my hands on it. But uh, you know, I just I don't know. I think that I mean Matt was a great doctor. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it, and I'm, I know I'm going to miss him. Uh, and I'm really interested in seeing how series eight goes. Um, I don't know. Just like overall, like looking at like you know the tenth doctor versus the eleventh doctor. I just really enjoyed more of the 10th Doctor as a series. As a, like, you know, in all these episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, I don't remember, like, doing what I did with, with in the last half. I mean, I don't know. Also, another thing I wanted to mention, uh, was I remember the conversation you guys were having about, uh, the end of Series 7. You guys were spoiling me, but it was okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, basically, as, like, you know, as Eleven is, you know, passing on, mm-hmm. like, it's all, it's all about, uh, Amy. It's all about Amy. It's like Clara's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, like, wait, what? You did this whole thing, and all of a sudden you're gonna make it. We have Amy Pond come back. Mm-hmm. Be all about the raggedy man. Yeah. Like, I get that. Yeah, Clara is moving on, but it just it seemed like a slap to the character. I, I, like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm married to you, but I loved my wife that I married before she died way right. more than you. Right. Well, the interesting thing is, like, when I look back on it, is like Eleven was def- is definitely my favorite Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Chris Eccleston. Don't get me wrong. I thought it, I wish he had had more time. I wish he had had more episodes because I think he would be up there in a. I think he would have given Matt Smith a run for his money in my mind. Um, I really like David Tennant. I think part of it was, is as his character kept going, I almost felt like he, I don't know how to put it. I don't want to say whiny. He wasn't whiny, but he was just like so in your face with all of his emotions. And then it took him forever to regenerate. And I was like, this is just like dragging on a little too much. And I hated the thing where he would, like, he was very, like, people would invite him to dinner and he'd be like, no, I can't. He had yeah. this like, scowl on his face. Like, I didn't like that. Yeah, I'd that. be like, I don't do families. I don't do this. I don't do that. But yet, Smith you know, what was once. nice about T- David Tennant is he got three different companions, mm-hmm. which was great to see him interact with three 
different. Now, granted, Martha ended up being like Rose in that she loved the doctor. So it was nice to have Donna, who was completely different. It was just like, look, and I just want to travel and have fun. I'm not, you know. So that was great because you got to see a different dynamic. And then, you know, but the, the thing with Matt Smith is I felt so much of the episodes that he did were with, with Amy. Which is fine, but it would have been nice if he'd had maybe another companion thrown in there. Rory, I mean, he's got Clara for a little bit, but, but you know what? The, yeah, that but was, Rory's pretty much Mrs. But Pond. that was my—that's actually what they call Mr. Pond. But that was the complaint I had for a huge oh, Mr. stretch Pond, of it. Sorry, but what I actually—the the complaint I had, I think, going into series seven was okay. We're Amy and Rory. It's like monsters of the week, and why are they still here? And where's the yeah. storyline going? And everything. And right after that, he bought them the house, and they lived mm-hmm. in the house, and it was about them, you know, going to work, but then going to the TARDIS. But what I really liked was for a few episodes. I know, like the one with um, Diana stores in space he you know they he would pick up Amy and Rory and he'd have like five other companions in the TARDIS he had like the archaeologist and like all these other people yeah. and, and Amy's like who the fuck are these people like like have we been replaced and I right. like that because Eleven the cool thing about Eleven is he the doctor in his lifetime was Eleven more than he was anyone else he was Eleven more than everyone else combined mm-hmm. Eleven lived to be over a thousand years old right by the end so of course he would have other companions of course he went off on his own for 200 years before he went right. back to the lake in Utah so what I liked about him is there's so much room for Eleven to just have done all these other things with all these other people I mean and he did have probably the best moments with River mm-hmm. I mean so that was definitely yeah. enjoyable to watch and I love River. Yeah, she's great. She's awesome. She's and really I was glad great. that they ended River's storyline. Like, I was glad she got to say goodbye, sweetie. I was glad mm-hmm. that they actually gave her an ending more so than what we saw with right. David Tennant yeah. in the beginning. So, yeah, I, I I think you'll like Series 8. I think so, too, because I was just looking at the episodes. Because it's, it's very just, different. Like, have to remind myself of all... You know, there's really not one episode from 8 that I thought was just a total... Like, I'm going to say this to Bob. Like, that want, was a total loss. They were all good. I want to say this to Bob, but I just want you to keep this in the back of your mind and let me know what you think of this as you go through it. A complaint I heard um, from from Mr. Jen once about, um, I believe it was a, from Mr. Jen, was... Oh, okay. Oh, Hold on, Danielle, unfortunately, I can't hear because I just turned something. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, the complaint with the original companions with... Hang on, let me just get Danielle going here. Can you hear? Mm-hmm. Okay. With with Martha and with Donna and everyone was that, you know, you could interchange them. Like, Martha going around the world defeating the Master, Donna would have done that, or Rose would have done that. They were all interchangeable. There was a lot of moments, I feel like, in Series 8 where I look at Capaldi and I say, Smith, 11, never would have done that. And there's moments where, um, where, um, oh my God, I just blanks her name, Clara, Clara, where Clara will do something, and I'm like, Amy never would have done that. And I yeah. really, really like it. Yeah. Because it's. Say, is that a bad thing? No, it's, it's good. Really good. No, it's I'm good. watching this, and I'm like, they are risking, like, her entire character. Yeah, in no, because here's the thing. She like, ne- Amy never would have done right. this. And I loved it because it was so, it was very, like, he'll do very undoctor like things. The whole point, like, you know, the, the whole thing about Doctor Who that makes it so different from every other show, and besides, like, the plot points and everything, but this is a show where the main character 
regenerates and you get a completely new actor. So like a character that you love and that you're used to is all of a sudden going to be somebody different. And you know, that's what makes it fun and exciting. So I don't want him to be just like Matt Smith and David Tennant. I want him to be different and he is different, which I think is very different. Yeah. And that's, I thought that was good. good Yeah. And, and, and Clara goes in the direction Amy never would have gone. Rose never, ever, ever would have gone. And I'm like, thank you. I'm glad it's different. I'm glad it's old versus young and it's not you know because i would have been probably most concerned if i were around when smith was introduced because i'm like we're losing our young doctor for a young doctor but he did something completely different with the character but this goes completely in a different direction i think it's great so i'm curious about yeah i think you'll like it bob i think you will too yeah i like how uh in day of the doctor how they basically talked about like it was interesting to me how you've got you had like old doctors old doctors old doctors and then not in theory, you have the John Hurt Doctor, which mm-hmm. is kind of a little bit of a right con, but whatever. And then you yeah. go back and you have, uh, like, Nine, who's young, like a, a young doctor, if you will. And then you have another young doctor, and you have another young doctor. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until he comes to terms with, like, what he did at uh, Gallifrey that he goes back to being an old doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I don't know yeah, if it's just what? something, like, I don't know if that was intended... But I was just like, because it goes back to me, Capaldi was obviously old, but... Mm-hmm. Well, they're supposed... I wonder if yeah. that was intended or not. They're supposed to do something. I thought it would come up in Series 8. Maybe it will come up in Series 9. They want to do something with where the Doctor gets his face from. Like, in the, there'll be little references in Series 8. Like, Capaldi has wrinkles. Where did they come from? He has laugh lines. When did he laugh? Like, because it's a new face. Where did the face come from? Because this is Capaldi's third role in Doctor Who. So right, it's, right, right. So I think they're going to play around with the fact, hey, haven't we seen you a couple times before? Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to do something with why is he now all of a sudden old versus why was he young before? And so I'm hoping that kind of gets some play. When is does it, it come back? Uh, I want to say like the fall. No. I want to say the fall. We just I said the Christmas special. Like- oh, is it sooner? It might, it might be sooner. I just assumed it was the fall because that was what they did last year. Oh, well, probably. I just... Or it might be sooner. Really, really hoping it was going to be like this month. It might, oh, oh no, be I don't soon. think it's this it, month. It won't be this new. It won't no. be this new. Oh, I, I don't even think they started filming it yet. So, real fast, uh, Walking Dead premiered, and um, a friend of mine told Tyrese. me Tyrese, if you haven't seen it. Um, oh, wait, right. Isn't it Tyree? Tyree, I unfortunately <laughs> called him monster. It's a Star Trek <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. He's dead. He'll mess up another movie. Lots of foreshadowing, I think, for what's to come later in the season. Um, in, in that episode, lots of stuff with ba- involving baseball bats and, and, and zombies with W's scrawled in, in their forehead. <laughs> Are you familiar with what's coming up? I'm, I've heard little, little bits um, enough that I haven't read the comics, but I kind of have glimpses of what's coming. Obviously, um, the settlement that we saw in the episode, the sh- I think it was, wasn't it supposed to be like Wiltshire Estates, and they made it like Shire Wilt Estates or something. They reversed oh, the name. It's the same name. Uh, basically, I think they were, I think they, I thought, no, because I, what I read was they, um, there was, an, there was a scene in like season two where, um, what was Rick's best friend's name? The one he killed? Um, Shane. Shane and, and, um, Andrea drove out to like this, like this little, like, community housing community and the producers at the time said no that was the the, the estates the one that last night's episode took place in, and the fans were very let down so they redid it again last night but i guess they like flipped the name around or something stupid uh, I, don't uh, I don't think they, well, to my knowledge i don't think they did because basically um 
that particular place mm-hmm. is in the comics um, before before the farm. Basically, there's like there's like you know the Atlanta thing, and then there's no CDC if I remember correctly, or maybe there is. In the I can't remember. But there's like this like the winter happens. Mm-hmm. I noticed how it's never winter time in the zombie apocalypse in the one. <laughs> In the comics, there is, and that's where they stayed. They basically stayed the winter in that estate complex. Yep. Um, and I forget who ended up dying. It wasn't. It wasn't Tyrese. It was a character who actually isn't on the television show. So think about it. But yeah, no, that that was a callback to earlier in this in the Walking Dead story um, from the comics, which we did not get in the television series. Well, wasn't part of the problem that um, in the comic book series, Tyrese has a much more important role because there's no Daryl. So because we have Daryl, you kind of don't need him. Yeah. So you kind of Basically, like, Tyrese is Daryl. Abraham is Daryl. But the problem is when you have Daryl, they don't feel as as much of a Daryl role. Because we have have a Daryl. You know, it's interesting. I, I heard someone talk about how basically it's funny how... The most amazing badass characters in the comics, uh, Dale, Andrea, and Tyrese, are basically like horrifically done in the television. <laughs> well, they're peaceniks, at least two of them. Andrea, Andrea was just very badly done, but yeah, basically, like you know, it's kind of it's just the people are like it's disappointing. Basically, they took all their bad badassness and put it in Daryl. Yeah. So instead of like liking four characters that were awesome, now we just like Daryl. Well. Dale had like a little hat, like a fisherman's hat on. I mean, he can't really be badass with like. Dale, I think, is younger in the comics. If I remember correctly. Yeah, he was like he was mid sixties. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not like young, but he's like I think he's like younger than they portrayed him in the television show. Yeah, and he drove an RV. I mean, that kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, and I think if anything major happens, we'll have to mention it on the show. But we don't want to bore our listeners too much. Yeah, we can move on to our next thing. But yeah, I I thought it was a good episode. I actually found myself having trouble holding focus on it. I think it was a very talky episode. I think it was trying to... I know what it was trying to do, but it... I don't know if I was just too tired. Like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it was trying to cover ground in a a new way, but it didn't quite work for me fully. It tried to be a very weird episode. It tried to be circular reasoning. They tried to film it strangely, and it just... it, It didn't quite... Work for me I, on all I liked all the dream sequences. I liked all the references of the old characters yeah. that were brought back. I, I enjoyed it. It was my favorite episode, yeah. but I, I appreciate it for what it was. The one thing I did love was they used um, I Am Horrible tonight. Who uh, who plays Rick? Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln was the um, radio yeah, announcer. Why are people's names? Which I thought was really cool, <sighs> using his native accent. No, that was, it's anytime you have a TV show where you have, like, dead people coming back and, like, having, like, you know, a war of wills with you and stuff, sometimes it doesn't work as, yeah, as well. Yeah, Bob, dead people coming back. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I don't get that either. Yeah, well, you wouldn't, Ryan, but Bob might. Do you know about tonight's episode? Of Arrow? No. Sue, stop spoiling. Sue, did you just spoil Well, it's all over the place. I haven't seen anything. Well, you don't. You're not following the right people. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. I mean, but I think that's probably a good thing, because then I'm going to be super surprised. You know the episode title. No. I I know nothing about tonight's episode. 
I just like to point out I've gone ta- I've gone tagged for years as being this epic spoiler of things, and I never do it. It's always Sue or someone else. Everyone does it at some point, even if it's unintentional. Uh, you did it once. I did it. What? Yeah, thirteen years. ago. I'm just ago. saying you did it. Thirteen years ago, I spoiled you on something by accident. Somebody not very long I accidentally spoiled my dad once for St. Killing Dumbledore. Oh, well, that's a big one. But luckily, he just probably didn't remember, so it's all good. There you go. I, I love that story about Keza going with her husband to see the movie and, and him going, okay, and, and her going, well, Dumbledore dies. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you knew yeah. Well, do they want her daughter get spoiled that Dumbledore dies from the video game because she hadn't oh, read the book yet or something like that? I don't know. There's something like that that was off. All right, so for the sake of moving on. Yep. Uh, so the homework this week uh, was to, in light, in light of Valentine's Day, was to write a nice love note or letter to a fictional character uh, of our choosing. And uh, well, the goal is that we that it's supposed to be like kind of vagueish enough that we mm-hmm. like make a guessing game out of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully, I don't know if anyone in the chat or in the community did it. Do you know if anyone did? Not that I've been sent. Okay, we'll tell you what. If we end up, if anyone still wants to do it, since I, you know, failed at doing homework thanks to work totally screwing over my schedule and I had to spend two hours of work trying to beg people to give me a weekend off that I need, uh, I didn't do it either. Uh, so we'll be doing a little bit of it next week as well. So if you want to, like, turn in, that'd be kind of cool. Um, so who wants to go ahead and read theirs first? So, are, basically, we'll read it, and you two will try to guess? Okay. Well, do you guys or, know each other's? I didn't tell Ryan. My, I think he'll figure it out. Okay. I don't know about yours, Sue, but I think he'll get it. But do you want to start, Ray? I to Bob last night, but he didn't answer. Do you want me to read mine? I don't care. I'm sorry. I was at work. That's but okay. anyway. You, Ryan, you said yours was short. Do you want to start? Yes, here's mine. I haven't written a love letter in a long time. I've never written a love sure. letter, so it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Wait, you've never written your lovely wife a love letter? Well, I did the day she... Letter. I asked But that her wasn't like a love letter. That was, yeah, that's fair. All right, here we go. Roses are red. Oh, God. Like the deficit. Like the deficit? Trust me, it's funny. It's Obama! Just no, kidding. No, but it's a fictional character. Just kidding, I don't do rhymes. I consider them as alluring as dental disease. But back to you. <laughs> you never dawdle over whether you can do something before you try. You've proven this twice. Once it didn't work out so well, and the other was the high point of your life. You deal with tragedy by spending all of your time helping those hurting with you. You hate when obligations take time away from helping. You never abandon ship. You stick with the task until the very end. You're a trailblazer who always leaves them wanting more. I fear being on the receiving end of your wit. And yes, you're too sexy for the other thing. Oh, geez. Who I have no that? idea. Wow. No? That's very vague. President Roslyn. Yeah, that's what I would President Roslyn? Nope. No? President Roslyn. Okay. How did he woo you, Danielle? I'm just curious. <laughs> I mentioned dental disease and yeah, all that. Yeah, I don't it's know. Uh, I don't really know, Bob. Okay, just curious. Um, I think he stole all of his. Li- Ooh, is it Abby Bartlett? 
No. No. He wooed me with West Wing lines because at the time <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't, see, the I hadn't seen the series. And I'm like, wow, he's really funny. <laughs> this guy, this um, Aaron then he's like, I want you to watch this show with me called West Wing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've heard this before. <laughs> By then, I owed you. Um, oh, man. I don't... Hmm. Oh, I was sure I was right. I was suspecting Rosalind before, and then when you said something about jumping ship, I was like, ooh, that's got to be right. Right. Cat uh, knows who. Tell who, us who, Cat. Who is the cat? Take three minutes to respond. I, <laughs> She'll I be there in three minutes. So hopefully it'll right. be a little quicker than that. All right, well... I don't know. Well, we'll guess as cats comes up. You don't know. I, le- I left. I left many clues. You did. Let me read it again. Yeah, one more time for us. Right? Roses are red, like the deficit. Trust me, it's funny. Just kidding. I don't do rhymes. I consider them as alluring as dental disease. But back to you. You never dawdle over whether you can do something before you try. You've proven this twice. Once it didn't work out so well, and the other was the high point of your life. You deal with tragedy by spending all of your time helping those hurting with you. You hate when obligations take time away from helping. You never abandon ship. You stick with the task until the very end. You are a trailblazer who who always leaves them wanting more. I fear being on the receiving end of your wit. And yes, you're too sexy for the other thing. Somebody in Walking Dead? <sighs> Carol? No. No. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes, Carol is too sexy for the young people settlements. Uh, um. Uh, what? Wait, wait. What's her name from? Cat. Cat guessed it. It's CJ Craig. Oh, all right. Well, I was. On, I at least I had the right show. Every line there. CJ never when Marion Coatsworth Hay comes in. CJ starts laughing about the deficit, dental disease. She had root canal. She had root canal. She had root canal. Uh, you never dawdle when you can do something about whether you can do something before you try. You've proven this twice. Once it didn't work out so well, the other was the higher point of her life. When she, she became. When she became. Yeah. When she got her new yeah, job. Yeah. Did she didn't know she could do that. But then she also had that stupid job in Hollywood. Yes, she had no idea she what she was doing. Yep, it didn't yep, work yep, out yep, so yep, well. Yep. You deal with tragedy by spending all your time helping those hurting with you. Simon's foster, uh, kid brother there. His, um... Uh, big bro- little brother, big brother thing. Remember the Secret Service agent who died? Yeah. He found the guy someone knew. Uh, you hate when obligations take time away from helping. There's a big thing, CJ. She hates running for re-election and takes away from helping. Yeah. You never abandon ships. She stays until the end. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you're, you're a trailblazer who always leaves them wanting more. They want either to stay. She left. Yeah. Uh, you f- I fear rec- being on the receiving end of your wit that time when she rips the secretary. Of oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And there's that one where she starts... She starts singing. She starts singing. Um, I'm too sexy for. It's on the radio, yeah, and I she's like, know. "What is this song about?" And she's like, "I'm too sexy for the other thing." And like she uh, does this man, and I was just talking about West Wing. Yes. I didn't get it. <laughs> I suck. Mine, you know, mine's gonna be a lot easier for you, right? So I think I'm gonna leave out some of these clues yeah. because I may have put too many. Castle. In. No. Yeah. Can I read my thing? Yeah. All right. Read your thing. Sure. Right. I'll admit. It was not love at first sight. In the beginning, you were gruff, judgmental, and even downright grumpy. Capaldi. Shut up! Stop it! Let me finish! (laughs) You disapproved of overindulgence and even poked fun at town events. How could I love someone who is such a cranky hermit? But over time, things changed. Luke. 
Shut up. Can you let me read my letter right, for real? Read your letter to Luke. I began to see you for who you really are. Someone who is incredibly reliable and loyal. Mm-hmm. Someone who understands the importance of family. Mm-hmm. Someone who will spend way too much money on a set of golf clubs he will never use just to impress a girl's father. Mm-hmm. Someone who will show up for every birthday party yes. with bags of ice, no less. Yes. Every graduation at which he will need tissues. And even to uptight family dinners where he will be a perfect gentleman despite being demeaned for his profession. He will drop everything to give a friend a ride to the hospital. He will lug an unwanted mattress to and from a college <laughs> dorm. And he will show up without being asked to fix a loose to fix a loose railing or a faulty door lock. And on top of all that, he can cook a mean cheeseburger and killer blueberry pancakes. What else could a girl want? While some will never appreciate you as much as you deserve, please know that this adoring fan does and always will. What clues did you leave out? Well, I was hoping you were going to let Sue and Bob guess, and you just blurted it out. It's very easy to guess. <sighs> That's not fun. It's very fun. <laughs> no, I'm mad at you. No, you're Keep not. your big mouth shut. There was a <laughs> dragging mattresses. Would you have guessed that, Sue or Bob? I've probably been totally clueless since I've never seen Gilmore Girls. All right, Bob's up. Sue? Yeah, I wouldn't have known either. All right. All right, do you forgive me? No. Yeah. Because Kat may have guessed it. Kat would have guessed it. <laughs> Selena, God, I miss Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. Mooney got it a little bit ago because she went, oh! Well, because at first I was, I had trouble coming up with someone that wouldn't be totally obvious because remember when we drew pictures of our, like, fictional crushes? So I was like, well, yeah, because I drew Aragorn. Yeah, I drew Aragorn. Um, Who's that drew? I forget. I'm pretty sure it wasn't it supposed to be like drawing someone you or a favorite fictional character or something that we drew. We drew, we drew fictional so I was like, like well, yeah. So that's what. All right. So I didn't want to do Aragorn again because I was like, well, that one's going to be kind of, you know, obvious. Okay. Well, cats not allowed. Very to nicely written letter, though. Thank you. I'm going to post mine in the chat. Okay. And then read it. Oh, it's long. TLDR. It's not that long. TLDR. <laughs> Magical. That's what you are to me. You're magic. And so I watch you. I watch and learn about you. You may be, although I see what family means to you. Careful in the face you show everyone. Sorry, Kat just wrote and, and messed me up here. Um, you don't let them see beyond the mask. Only... You know what lays beneath the facade you show everyone. Love is there too. You love hard, maybe too hard. Money is not an obstacle. You have it socked away to use in a rainy day. More and more I watch, and I wish I could be a part of your life. Every day I'm envious of the people you let close to you. Really, there are only a few. Large parts of yourself you hide away, not letting anyone see. You pretend to be different than you really are. You hide your light. No one really knows you, but I wish you'd allow me to be the one that does. It's It's not. Is it Arrow? It's not. Oh. Draco? No. Oliver Queen? Abby Bartlett? Shut up. (laughs) Hmm. Do you want a hint? Chat, do you have any guesses? Well, Cat's not allowed to guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, give us a quote. Oh, the doctor? 
Look at the first word of every sentence. There's lots of L's. Malcolm. Merlin. Merlin. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Golf who? I don't know who we're talking about. Malcolm Merlin is the main arch nemesis of Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. Okay. Who is an arrow? Who was played by John Barrowman? Oh, okay, okay. And that's really well done, Sue. That's very well done. That's super well done. Thank you. Bravo. I was trying to think of somebody and I couldn't think of somebody and then he came into my mind and I was like, hmm, I, I kind of like this. And then I thought, okay, how can I do this? And I, mm-hmm. I came up with a way and, and it worked out. Nice. So hard, but nice. Really well, so. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the changes to the Merlin character mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the Hero series. They definitely humanized him a whole lot more because... He's just named Merlin in the comics. He's nothing like he is in the television series. Uh, so, yeah. Very well done. Excellent, Sue. Too many M's, though. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it literally says Merlin. I just realized that. Yeah, it says, it says Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin. Merlin. Well, I just got the Malcolm part. I was like, that's too many M's. I was confused. <laughs> yes. Excellent. I'm now, very impressed. You guys want me to not tell you who I picked, obviously, because it ruins it. Yeah, don't tell us. Yeah. Don't, don't tell us. All right, so the thing I want to introduce that I think could be potentially a lot of fun, but we won't start at this time, mainly because I'm a chicken shit. Um, I would like to introduce the concept of punishments. If we establish... <laughs> oh, because you didn't do your homework? Yes. Okay. Huh. So we'll, we'll wait till the next time. No, I'm joking. We can... We can... I th- like the idea of basically for any. I originally got the idea from the Vlog Brothers. Um, I've been a long time nerd fighter, and I've always and I've like I've been watching since like early on in Brotherhood 2.0. Mm-hmm. If they like didn't post a video, or if they did something like the video is too long or something, basically they su- they subjected themselves to being punished by the community. Um, so my thought process is, is that if we have homework, and unless if you're, like, not going to be there for that episode, like, if you're going to be there for that episode and you don't do the homework, you should get punished. Oh, what that punishment oh, oh. is, I don't know. Jen will be dead inside a year. <laughs> well, I, I, well, no, I mean, it's if you, yes, it's when you show up. If Jen had been here for this episode and didn't do the homework. Oh, yeah, I know. Or, like, if, you know, if you have a guest host who comes in at the last minute, they're obviously they're not subjected. But I'm talking, like, you know, the regular host of, of Point of View Weekly. If it's a regular week, then, you know, yeah, we're, we're not going to be doing any waxing. Nothing, no, no physical harm here. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I do you guys like that idea? Do you guys want to subscribe sure. yourselves to that? Yeah. Okay. Works for me. Keep me right, So, in the chat, between now and the end of the episode, um, I am opening up suggestions for punishments. And then at the end of this episode, we, as the hosts, can decide uh, from the suggestions and our own ideas what my punishment should be for uh, not doing the letter in. I actually kind of like the idea of it because I'm not tying into the homework that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we can yeah. discuss that. Like maybe having to write two letters. Yeah. Yes. Or if you don't do one, I don't know why you would do two. <laughs> I thought my, my thought process was, and I don't know if I like this idea, but actually like set like actually send like through Twitter or Facebook the love note to like the actor or the actress of the person who plays said character as like further punishment. I was oh. totally going to send Malcolm. You, you just so said it anyway. <laughs> because he was on Facebook. He's going to tweet Arrow in a couple hours. And I was like, oh, I should send this to him. You should so do it. <laughs> Someone did. <laughs> I know. I've got too many devices next to the computer right now. Yeah. <sighs> only only the host it would be punished for. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. For uh, not yeah. obviously the community. You only get to punish, help punish us. But anyway, so Sherlock. Yes. Jen right now is willing her voice to come back so she can tell and discuss Sherlock. It's Jen on the phone. She so, can't talk. Yeah, we started Sherlock. We watched it uh, probably a couple of years ago. We watched it after we got back from. Oh, it was after we got back from. We're in Cardiff and we're in all the filming yep. locations that we had never watched the show, so we didn't. Yeah, that's right. We took a Doctor Who tour um, in Cardiff to filming locations, and the tour guy kept saying, oh, if you're a fan of Sherlock, this was also used for this, this, and this, and he did it a lot. Uh, There were a lot of filming locations in Cardiff. And when we got back, we were like, we should really check that show out. (laughs) Um, And I I love it. It's awesome. It's it's very well written, and obviously, because Stephen Moffat writes it, it it feels a little bit like the, the writing style of Doctor Who. I don't think so. I think it does. Just like the... It's got that... Uh, I, I was going to say earlier, from what you had said with, keep with Moffat not tying up loose ends, I feel like Sherlock is the exact opposite. I feel like it's very tightly written mm-hmm. in a good way. I feel like nothing is left hanging. Yeah, by that, I mean, for a few of the seasons watching it, you have Matt Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch on the air at the same time. Mm-hmm. Eleven in Sherlock, there were moments where they felt alike. They felt like they had similar voices. Just that over-the-top exuberance. Maybe. Like the, like the scene, and I believe it was in the second episode, where, where Watson's at the grocery store and Sherlock's you know fighting with the sword in his apartment. I could see that totally happening with Eleven. Right. You know, like stuff like that just seemed a little... Well, how do we do? We want to talk about this episode by episode since there's only three episodes. <laughs> we could probably do that. Sue just had to take that urgent phone call for a moment. She actually reminded me of a little Bob. Remember, Bob used to have staff meetings in the very beginning. Speaking, if Bob is talking, I can't hear him. Speaking of Bob, here this is what would happen if Sue went to take a phone call and Bob left simultaneously. Well, then you would just be in lots of trouble. I'm sorry. It was a very long-winded message from Emily's list. Apparently, they need money. Oh. And so I stayed on mute so you wouldn't have to listen to this woman keep talking. And I'm just like, all right, shut up already, lady. Go. You know who works for Emily's list? Hmm. CJ Craig. Early money is like yeast. It helps raise the dough. It helps raise the dough. Do we know what happened to Bob? I don't know. Bob, where are you? Did he send us a message and say... Yeah, he said be right back. He's got a phone call. Oh, for the love of God. Well, let's just wait. All right, let's wait till he comes back. And maybe we can, um, might want to take it episode by episode. (laughs) Um, Danielle and I came to the quick Well, no, I was like, I was like, do you guys want to take this episode by episode since there's only three and it was dead air? And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, are my headphones broken? (laughs) 
All right. No, I had it, it was work. I had to. Okay, no, no problem. No problem. So, I mean, since there were only three episodes. Yeah, episode by episode's fine. All right. So, the first episode, um, Study in Pink. Okay, so fun fun fact, this was not actually the pilot. Um, they did a separate pilot episode that was an hour long for the BBC. And the BBC said, we love it. Make it an hour and a half. We want to do three 90-minute episodes. Um, and so, basically, they had to reshoot the entire thing. They didn't. Wow. They didn't keep any of the footage because basically they said base, adding an extra half hour isn't as simple as like filming new scenes. It completely changed the entire, mm-hmm. you know, like not the story. The story is the same, but it changed how they film certain things. Well, sure. So they actually filmed it twice, um, but they said they were grateful for that opportunity just because um, they were able to go back and kind of change things that they weren't thrilled with. Sure. Like actually, their their apartment at two two one B Baker Street looks completely different in the pilot, which you can. We have the original pilot. I think it came, probably came on the DVD. Um, it looks completely different than the one they actually ended up mm-hmm. using. Um, so it's pretty neat. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, we have Stephen Moffat writing with Mark Gatiss. Is it mm-hmm. Gatiss or Gatt? I'm not sure how you say his name. But um, he plays Mycroft. Mycroft um, so he writes and produces it. Um and I guess they came up with the idea riding on a train to Cardiff to actually go work on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, gee, someone should really remake Sherlock and make it in a modern-day London. Wouldn't that be interesting? Mm-hmm. And they had the conversation, like, every time they were on the train. And then I guess finally they decided they would do it. So that's fun. They do a good job, too, because Sherlock's character comes across almost timeless just because yeah. he's so out there mm-hmm. that he almost feels like he obviously you know Watson has a blog and, yeah and, you know they, they have cell phones and they have everything but like he almost yeah. feels like he stepped out of yeah. the 19th century just because he's so yeah notes I have on the pilot I are on study in pink I didn't I didn't take as many notes on this one but um I think Martin Freeman is amazing Um, he, I mean, like, yes, Benedict Cumberbatch is basically, yeah, there, there are two stars. I mean, he's, he's Watson. We're Watson. Watson, Um, mixing them up all the whole time. I feel like, I feel like Sherlock kind of gets the spotlight a lot because like Brian said, his character is so flamboyant, not, not in like a bad sense, but he's just, he's. The focus is on Sherlock and watching his mind work. But then when you look at Watson, who's kind of just, yeah, it's just the sidekick, but I feel like he plays it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's the audience dropped in because Sherlock is almost like the doctor. He's he's the strange, out-there character. And, and Watson's just the guy on the street, the everyday man who walks into his world and is like, yeah. okay, there's a head in the refrigerator. Yeah. And it's like this. Um, yeah, so basically, like, true to character as he was in the books, is he's back from a war. They've made mm-hmm. it the war in Afghanistan to put it in a, war, a modern setting. And he has post traumatic stress. Right. Um, and so he's told to deal with it by writing a blog, which mm-hmm. is great because the original story had him writing a journal. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I love the way he plays it. I really, really love how Martin Freeman plays Watson. I think one of my favorite moments from Studying Pink is when um, they, they're they chasing the cab throughout. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then... The- he leaves the. He leaves his cane yep, behind, yep. and at the end of it, the uh, the the, the restaurateur brings the cane, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even realize that he, he didn't even left it. And, I, and, you, and you, as the audience, are so caught up in this chase, mm-hmm. he's chasing the cat. The first, yeah, the first time we watched it, yeah. 
I, I, I know. I, the minute he left, I was like, oh, I was like, why is he running without his cane? Yeah. Well, you've, yeah. Because you've had Sherlock the entire time saying, well, it's psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. He's like, where'd you get shot in your leg? He's like, no, my shoulder. Like, he, there's no reason he should have a limp. Right. Um, but yeah, and I love, too, when he first, when he brings him to first meet Sherlock, uh, his friend there, the one that he meets in the park. And so he brings him in to meet Sherlock, who's in the lab, and he goes on his tirade about how he can figure everything out about a person by just observing them. And I love the friend. The, yeah, and the friend looks at him, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's always like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic. It, but I love the twist, because he's like, okay, what did I get wrong? Yeah. And, it, well, my brother is really my sister. Right. Yeah. Harriet. With a, with a, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, other than that. Yeah. Which is pretty much the entire thing. I love thing. the way that he, um, you know, just after seconds, and then when they finally get him to explain it, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you think to yourself, oh, I guess if I actually paid more attention, I would notice things like that. But who, you know, who, who looks at a cell phone and can figure out just by looking at it, the person's left or right-handed, or, you know, oh, this person drinks because look at the marks around the, you know, where it charges. Like, it just is... The things he can pick up are just incredible. Well, it's like on a clever day, I can probably think two degrees ahead. He's, yeah. he's 30 degrees yeah. ahead. Right. I mean, there's no way a, or, or a mere mortal can do it. And you have the introduction of Molly, who works in the um, works in the lab, who clearly is infatuated with Sherlock. Yes. With yeah. Sherlock. I love it. Poor thing! I mean, you, you know... I how someone could actually be infatuated with Sherlock, though. No. Like, honestly. Like, if you spend any amount of time with him. I mean, I can see, like, physical appearance. That's fine. But, like, actual, like, spending time around him. Yeah. He is so anti... anti Oh, yeah. No, but he's a jackass. He is. He doesn't have... He... You know what? I even... No social skills. I wrote this... I wrote this on the note for the second episode, but I'll just say it. He reminds me of Sheldon Cooper. Mm -hmm. Except he's a lot more observant, number one. But he's awkward with people because he just doesn't understand why things that are obvious to him are not obvious to other people. I thought he was like Sheldon Cooper until the moment in the second episode where he calls into the apartment building and gets the woman who just moved in and is like, hi! Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm your neighbor because I'm thinking Sheldon Cooper wouldn't know how to do that because he doesn't know what an ordinary person sounds like. Right. So, but whereas Sherlock can, can fake it, and he does it a couple of different times, he can, he can fake being an ordinary person. But if you think about it, Molly's antisocial, she's very shy. She's I don't very know if she's quiet. antisocial. I think she's a, just a little bit of a loner. I mean, yeah. she works with dead she's, people. She's, yeah, she's I mean, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing; they're both loners. I mean, sometimes people see those things in each other. So, would she be attracted to Sherlock at this point? Maybe because they're he's a loner. I'm a loner. Well, it's not a maybe. She is. Yeah. I mean, you know, she is. But there, you're saying no... you don't think that that's. Reasonable. I don't think he's going to reciprocate it. Is all I'm saying. Right. Um, um, Bob. <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble if we go with racist idea. I've been watching chat. I, uh-uh. I think we need to have a conversation. <laughs> not right now. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think of other parts of the first of the first episode that were great. I think I loved the scene with my with Watson's scene with Mycroft. Um, See, we watched these over a year ago, so there were a lot of details that I forgot. Um, I loved when he said, hold up your left hand. And he was like, why? And he's like, well, in your cycle, your, you know, your write-up, your psychological write-up or whatever, it says you have a tremor mm-hmm. in your left hand. And he holds his hand up and it's perfectly steady. 
And he's like, yeah, you don't have a tremor. He's like, you don't, you, you don't have post-traumatic stress. He's like, you miss it. You miss being in the war. Right. And then there's even that scene where Sherlock's like, or, you know, Sherlock says, you're going to come with me. And he's like, oh, is it going to be disturbing or whatever? And he's like, yeah, I want to go. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a very interesting twist on the character, I think. Um, I, again, I feel like Martin Freeman is just, he's just so good. Like, he, I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but he's just great. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's nailed his character. Mm-hmm. He really has. Sherlock's nailed his as well. Yeah. It's just the stabling influence. I, yeah. I guess it's more like if you had to be around one or the other, mm-hmm. you would pick to be around the calming influence. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if I see him as a calming influence. I think Sherlock is over the top. Well, the I way they... Watson's yeah. a pressure cooker. The way that what they describe Watson, though, is he is sort of like a moral compass because yeah. he has to rein Sherlock in and say, we're dealing with people's lives. Right. Like, you're not, you know, these are people with feelings, with lives. You can't just, you know, well, especially like they seen don't matter. in the third episode, mm-hmm. especially seeing how right. um, is with people's... And interestingly, I was just reading, um, we have an, uh, we have one of the special features on our DVD was a thing called Unlocking Sherlock. Benedict Cumberbatch was the first choice. He was the only choice for Sherlock, and he was the only person to audition. Mm-hmm. So right away they knew who Sherlock would be. But I guess they had actually auditioned Matt Smith as Watson. Could you imagine? And they just thought he was too, I don't know, too funny, too over yeah. the top. They, they didn't see it working, and then later cast him as Doctor Who, obviously. Um, And then once Martin Freeman came in the room and they started reading together, it was like, okay, this just works. Yeah. There is chemistry. Yeah, they have great chemistry. Hmm? Incredibly chemistry between Sherlock and... uh, Yeah. I mean, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. I do do that all the time between Sherlock and Holmes. I... Yeah, my mom's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Uh." <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I made the comment. Could you imagine if we had a doctor and a companion with this much chemistry? Because that's essentially yeah. what, what yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. Literally, yeah, they play off each other so well. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Hudson, who's just awesome. She's so. Well, that's the thing because so he's such. He's almost like an alien character. The way that Sherlock relates to the world, but then seeing the way he relates to Mrs. I almost just said Hudson. Mrs. Watson. Hudson. <laughs> Mrs. Hudson. She's like, not your housekeeper, dear. Not just, your housekeeper. Just the ones. What would you do to my walls? I know. I know. Um, it's a good thing she wasn't home. With oh, I know. Um, I think that he, you know, we, I, somebody, probably me, said that he is sort of antisocial, but he has all of these people that he's helped in some yeah. way or another. Right. And so he's, you know, but he really, he likes that um, mystery. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and he's like a three-year-old child. He gets bored really easily. Yes. Antrim. Yep. So, and there are, you know, there's times, is it the second one? Yeah, in the, like the second episode mm-hmm. when, um, Watson, I had to stop and think and get the name right. Went on the date. Yeah, you know, so obnoxious and and you know, you just want to smack him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so. funny too because there are moments when the complete obvious thing escapes him. So, like in the in the blind banker, the second episode, um, when they're they're scouring London to find like the code, they're they're looking at graffiti everywhere and they're just trying to find code. Watson stumbles upon it. And he has his phone, so he take a, right. takes a picture of it. 
He goes to get Sherlock. Sherlock comes back. It's already been painted over. And they're like, oh, man. And he's like, Watson, this is very important. Look at me. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. He's like, I need you to remember this because most human memories are only 60% accurate, blah, blah, blah. I need you to remember what, you know, what these codes right. were. And he's like, he's like, don't worry. I remember. I remember. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, uh, yeah, I took a picture. Yeah. It's like those obvious things. That, you know, it's like, Which, um, you know, yeah. He would exactly. He would have just looked at it and remembered it. But you know, but mere mortals. Mere mortals. Yeah, so, yeah we can't do that. But I could actually see um, Capaldi doing that. Like, I just think it's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see a lot. Like of this season, I I really like the second episode a mm. lot. Um, I really like the character of Su Lin, the girl that works in the museum. Mm-hmm. Um. I really like the actress. I just thought she was really good. I've never seen her in anything else, but I just, I, I really thought she was great. Um, her story, uh, obviously, of leaving China and her brother and everything, I just thought it was a very compelling story. Um, and I liked the whole deal with, like, the Black Lotus, that whole thing, and then finding out that Moriarty had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's not just a random, you see the little red not dot just a random kill thing. the woman at the end. Yep. Which is, right, the, the little red dot. Which um, I want to jump back though to mm-hmm. the cab driver and oh yep yeah. yep mm-hmm. because my thought was basically uh, I, my brain went totally Princess Bride and oh <laughs> I wondered if the cab driver was immune was immune mm-hmm. you know was he really playing Russian roulette or had he built up a tolerance right and that's why right you know so I was really hoping that. Uh, yeah, they never explained. Like, wouldn't take the pill because I just knew. Right. Well, interestingly, like, um, that was one of the things that changed from the pilot that they shot to then a study in pink. In the pilot, the cabbie stabs Sherlock with a needle. Mm-hmm. And you don't notice it. You don't notice it happen. And then he's like, do you take drugs a lot? And, and Sherlock's like, not for a while. Because Sherlock's a drug addict. Right. I mean, at least, you know. So he's like, no, not for a while. Why? And he's like, well, you must have a much more of a tolerance than most people. Most people would have passed out by now. And then you see, like, a needle sticking out of his arm, and he starts to pass yeah, out. So they changed that. that. Uh, they changed that. They made bit. him go willingly. Yeah. Um, but that was a really creepy, and well, not creepy, but just, like, scary story of, like, this cab driver who's been handed the death sentence from his doctor saying any, any day could be the day. Mm-hmm. And he's taken it upon himself to... to drive a, move, a uh, fast-moving car. Yeah. To just start randomly killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who is busy with, you know, get money for his kids? So that made sense. Yeah, but. Well, that's one of the themes in the first season is hiding in plain sight. Right, right. Because you have Moriarty hiding in plain sight in the third one. You have Sherlock mm-hmm. as the um, as the security guard hiding mm-hmm. in plain sight. And you have the cabbie who, the, who, who are everywhere, but no one ever sees right. them. Yep. So I like that they carried that theme over the... And it took him a, a bit of time. I was like, the cab driver! It's the cab, you know? And he's like, yeah. he goes all over the city and doesn't get him. Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Well, and the thing about the way, you know, these episodes, because they're 90 minutes long, to me, they don't really feel like they're 90 minutes long, because you're just... Just all this information, all this information is thrown at you, and you have to pay attention. Like, we'll even find that if we look away from the screen for, like, 30 seconds because the cat did something cute, we have to rewind it and re- and watch it again because yeah. I end up missing something important. Um, I'm sure I sent out the yeah. 
<laughs> well, I kept doing that because I kept backing it up because in the second one, if you remember uh, at the very beginning of it, it's the banker mm-hmm. who sees the mark on the picture and runs home and he dies in his house. And then the second one is the guy who's in the library and he picks up he the book the and he sees the cipher. And then you see him like running home and he's like trying to run. And he drops the book and I'm like, well, that's obviously. And I'm like, and he runs into his house and he dies there. I'm like, wait a minute. He sees the cipher. You see him running for his life, and he looks like Newman from Seinfeld running down the street. I'm like, he stopped to check the book no, out? No, he probably didn't. He probably just no, ran he out did, with it. No, he did, because when they checked the book, it was stamped that day. Oh, I don't know. So I'm like, he stopped to check the book out? Like, yeah, that's a little strange. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, and I kept backing it up, because I'm like, why did he stop to check the book out? That makes no sense. One of the notes I made on the second episode is right in the very beginning when it opens, and you see her making the tea, and she's just, she's very classy woman and she's very bright and then you have the guy who's like oh it's 400 years old and you're using it to make a cup of tea and it makes a stupid joke and i wrote really you are like she is so out of your league stop making jokes i'm like you're never gonna get a date with her (laughs) like just stop (laughs) but he really wanted to. i know and he did go look for her he tried he did try um and then (laughs) (laughs) when sherlock's in the house and and uh, Watson's outside, and he's like, ah, well, you can let me in anytime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and Sherlock's in there getting strangled. And yep. I, like, I love at the end of the episode, like, you're Sherlock Holmes. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. We have you on Ted going, oh, I'm Sherlock Holmes. Look yeah. how important I am. No <laughs> one can compete with my massive intellect. Yeah. He's like, oh, I shit, I did so say that. Funny. Worst date ever. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fun fun fact. So the museum mm-hmm. um, where Sherlock is being shot at, <laughs> we've been there. That's in Cardiff. It's actually... They use it a lot for Doctor Who. Yep. It's in... Uh, the, there's a series eight episode where they're in uh, London in the midst of... There's a forest that flies in the middle of London. Um, it's also the museum. You can always tell because it's this wide open space and at either ends there's uh, stairs Staircases. that go up. Yep. And then you right. reach a platform and you can go either way and there's and that the, was the one with um right there's two statues yeah there's two statues on each side and it's the one where uh in vincent and the doctor mm-hmm. where matt smith runs up and he like mimics the statue yep. uh it's also the museum that in day of the doctor that bob just saw uh the room where the painting is is in the museum right. in Cardiff. Yep. and it's also um you can tell because uh in trafalgar square in london where you see them they walk up to the building and it's the real building in london when they walk out at night they're in Cardiff. yeah because it's yeah. It, so it doubles um although however really they film a good portion of sherlock in now, what was the deal? they said in it was very one? important for them to actually film on location as much as possible just because they want the audience to understand that this takes place in London. London's very fast paced. Like it's a, you know, it's well, a very important Well, season one setting. they could because the show hadn't started yet so they could get people away with didn't, it. People didn't know who they were. They really can't This was now. before The Hobbit. This was yeah. before major roles. This was before Star Trek yeah. for Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, so this was... He's been around for quite some time. I know, but he doesn't. He wasn't, I guess, very recognizable on the streets. So, like, they could film without being mobbed. Well, you know it's funny because I mean? there's a scene but when, not they walk, when they walk <laughs> through Trafalgar Square to go up to the Museum of Natural History. Um, there's a guy who turns around and just stares at them. And Danielle's like, look at that guy. I'm like, well, yeah, but technically Sherlock's an odd-looking guy. If he walked by you, you'd probably oh. look up what the hell's up with this guy. Oh, yeah, no. It's, so, um, I mean. Yeah. Which is also where they filmed um, the scene where the, where the TARDIS lands mm-hmm. in London, where it's picked up by right. the helicopter. That's the same spot where they filmed it. But, um... Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a see, there's a um, right in like downtown Cardiff where they filmed a lot of scenes from Doctor Who. There's just a random alleyway, and they say there's a scene where the Doctor and and, and Watson are running through this alleyway. You mean Sherlock and Watson, what did I say? The, the Doctor, doctor. <laughs> close enough. And they come flying out, and they're all of a sudden they're in the middle of London. I'm guessing that's yeah. when they're chasing yeah. after the cabbie. Mm-hmm. I think so. It takes place there, but yeah, pretty cool. So, well, on the first on the first episode, I think we've been jumping around significantly, mm-hmm. but. Mycroft. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought mm-hmm. he was Moriarty. Like, oh, yes. Well, that's what they want you to think. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, he's like, you know. Even at the end. Yes. Okay, yeah. You know, you know it's his brother. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, it's still him. Right. Well, and then you realize, you realize. And Moriarty becomes a disappointment. What? Yeah. I was disappointed by Moriarty. Like, and oh, seriously. Bob. Wh- oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. I'm sorry. No way. Something in the books. No. But like his oh, voice, God. it's like really like a high pitched, you know. Because if you have, all right, if you have Sherlock, who, as he says, a high functioning sociopath. Yes. Right. Then you have Moriarty, who's actually just a psychopath. Yes. I mean, I think what they were going for is he's just completely unhinged. He's willing to do horrible things, kill innocent people. Just to get Sherlock's attention. No, no, no. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I love how they, uh... I think that... I don't know. I mean, I think... I know what you're saying. Like, he he, he talks weird and whatever. Like, he I... Talks weird and, like, he doesn't, like, look like what I would... For some reason, like, he just didn't look like what I thought Moriarty should look like. Well, it's the point. I guess, like, I didn't have a... I didn't really have, like, a preconceived notion. Um... I don't know. I think, like, he just, to me, he came across as, like, someone who is just so unpredictable, and that in and of itself is scary, because you just don't really know what he's going to do, what he's willing to do, well, which is pretty much anything. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like him. Like, the moment where he's like, I will burn you, I'll burn you, that was probably the most Moriarty that he was. A lot of it was him just playing with Sherlock. Well, that's exactly it. To him, it's a game. Yes. Right. But he's playing with human lives. Exactly. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's almost like... The thing I would say is, like, when they cast Matt Smith, everyone's like, why are you hiring this, like, 26-year-old who's never active as the doctor? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, no, really, he can carry it off. You look at Moriarty and you're like, oh, really? It's that guy? Yeah. I can't remember what our first reaction was the first time. I mean, I think I I thought he was, like, a little strange. And I'm like, oh, he's okay. Yeah, he's he's well cast. But uh, then the more I... I I mean... well cast. I I don't know. I think it's... um, Maybe it's upon second viewing. I don't know. Because I do think my first impression, I was like, oh, this guy's a little weird. He has, yeah, he has a lot of range. Yeah, he does. The actor he has, has a lot of range. He has, he has a, he has a Because you obviously range. are going to see more of, well, right. yeah. He's I a, mean, it ends on a cliffhanger, but I'm sure. And he's a good foil for Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. because they're equally matched, I feel. It's not mm-hmm. like there's like, you know, one of them is limited by by anything. I, I feel like they're they're they're... Yeah. Comparable to face off against each other mm-hmm. on the stage. I mean, I did enjoy how you saw him in advance where he was. Yeah. He's like, I left you my number. I gave you my number. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I thought of that afterwards. I was like, I wonder what would have happened if Sherlock just called that phone number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would have been funny. With the pretty pink phone. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And I did enjoy how, like, at the end of it, because Watson's writing all of this in his blog, he's referring to the events of the first episode as a, a study in pain. Yep. Because that's what we do. We talk about Day of the Doctor. It'd be funny if, like, if Clara's like, remember back in Day of the Doctor? We yeah. Just, like, I, I, I just enjoyed how they were calling it. Well, and Watson mocked, I mean, uh, Sherlock mocked him for, he's like, study in pink. And he's like, well, you know, the pink dress and the pink case and the pink phone. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it seemed to work. Yeah, it worked for us. Um, yeah, so then, like, you have a hint of Moriarty only by name in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the third episode, you realize that this is all being orchestrated by Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, kind of a scary chain of events with people being held hostage with basically a bomb strapped to them. Yep. And Sherlock has to figure out the answer to these riddles, pretty much. Or not riddles, but has to figure out these unsolved crimes i guess is what he was looking mm-hmm. at he was looking at the the death of the boy in the pool which was moriarty yep um which yep, was moriarty i mean in and of itself he killed a kid when he was himself a kid yep. like that's just right. he blew up. up an old lady yeah he killed an old he woman and uh, people. yeah i mean yeah he's willing to go pretty much to any length i like that in the beginning bad. where uh, the house across the street blows up and yeah see Watson race back. He's like, what was that? Oh, not gas leak. Yeah. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's completely ignoring it. Yeah, just like, ah. So, Bob, this was your pick. You're awfully quiet there. What I did know. you think of it? Well, it wasn't necessarily my pick. I just needed to be something that was... It was your pick. It was your pick. That was my pick. Um... I picked it, well, I suggested it because I know that you guys are fans of it and it was mm-hmm. going to be short because we only had like a week's time and I figured we could do three episodes. Um, overall, I enjoyed the ride, um, which is kind of ironically enough what I said about. Yeah, that's what you said about Cassie Claire, Bob. I know. <laughs> this kind of bothers me. Yeah. Bob hated it. I mean, it. you know, after the way. I don't think he hated it. No, I didn't dislike it in the slightest. Okay. Um, it was a very good show. I'm just, I'm not like, it's kind of like having a meal that's like, you know, like home-cooked meal that you know you're going to like and it's just good, but it's not like the most amazing meal you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's not, it's not, ironically enough for a guy who writes murder mysteries, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of mysteries, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because, I don't know, like, I didn't feel like... I, I was solving it along Sherlock. I felt like I was more like, you know, ironically enough, like like Watson trying to just keep up with Watson. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't really feel like I was a part of that solving process. It just felt like I was just playing catch up yeah. from the uh, from the mystery aspect of it. Um, am I going to watch the rest of it? Yes, I will definitely watch. Them. Well, especially since it ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but even still, like even if it even if it season two ends on a bigger cliffhanger. Oh, that's good to know. Um, now, is season two the one with the Hounds of Baskerville? Yeah. I remember there being one episode of season two that I was just like, meh. Okay. Not that it was bad. It wasn't bad. But I was just sort of like, okay. Right. So, I, mean, I, I would say, like, would I recommend Sherlock to somebody? Yeah, in fact, I recommend oh, yeah. I recommend it to everybody. Like, I'm trying to get my mom to watch it because I feel like she would really Oh, your love mother it. can't. She but can't do one thing. you have to pay attention to it. You can't just, like, have it on Your and mother not... prides herself on how Because otherwise you're going to be like, wait, how did Sherlock get from there to there? Because if you miss how he's figuring things out, it's kind of not as interesting. Yeah, yeah. Probably my only real gripe with the show 
was I wasn't able to grind out levels on my MMO characters while playing. Mm. <laughs> you have to watch it. You really do. Yeah. Reality is I get a compliment, not a complaint. It's right. It's good writing. It's, it's good it's writing. Show. I mean, like, mm-hmm. was I over the moon about it? No, but I thoroughly enjoyed it much more than I thoroughly like, I didn't really thoroughly enjoy Cassie's book. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the ride, and I enjoyed the ride here, but, you know, I really enjoyed it more so I guess that's why what I'm saying is is that I'm not saying by saying that I'm not saying I'm comparing it to Cassie because that's definitely not the case okay yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. I don't know I mean I I thought it was a I was I'm looking forward to watching more of it and Mm -hmm. I'd recommend it and yeah I I thought it was a good pick for this uh, this Mm. uh, major content well it's kind of funny too because it's like you have the season premiere followed by the mid-season finale followed by the season finale because it's only three well it's fun because they don't really have to approach their season in that way because they I thought I was just watching a movie trilogy yeah Yeah. well and the fun part is like they they plan to stick very closely to to Sherlock Holmes stories Um, they're basically just retelling them in a modern sense. They're not trying to create new Sherlock Holmes stories. They're working off source material. Um, And they've said that, like, as long as the actors are willing to do it, they're just going to keep making episodes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they obviously have a lot of work to put into it. They're both major film stars at this point, so... Obviously, well, didn't filming they joke time they is, wanted to do it for like ten or fifteen. Years yeah, they they said like they would that. do it. You know, as long. So twelve they're, episodes. They're gonna. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna start filming season four yeah. uh, this month okay. or this this year. Uh, I guess they're doing a special and then three more episodes. I forget the timeline of it, but season two ends in a major, major, major cliffhanger. And it was years before the next episode came out. I know. I think you and I picked it up when the first three seasons were already out. Or the third season. Or the third season was about to come out. So we had to wait. Yeah, we didn't have to wait. Um, Yeah. It was was like worse than like waiting for a Harry Potter. It's great because, you know... I think, too, because there's only three episodes in a season, things happen quickly. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of major plot twists and things happen and um, that most shows would maybe take years to do. And this one is, well, you know, this will happen like, fast. Because Danielle watches, Danielle watches Downton Abbey. And the thing about that show is that... You the, watch it, too. I know, but first, I could take it or leave well, it. You really... Yeah, uh, you watch it. Oh, okay, right. Yes. <laughs> you watch it, too. <laughs> uh, I watch it for the buildings. Okay. But the thing with this, I, I liked it more in earlier seasons. Than I watched it for the dog. I, okay. I'm kidding. The dog. No, the dog's not seeming to do, be doing too well this season. But, I know. But um, the thing with that show is like you'll be like three. Ep- they do five episodes, six episode seasons, and you'll be on episode four, and you realize it's been three years since episode since one. episode one. Like yeah. they move, like in the first. Four years they went twelve they went twelve years in, in, in character time and four years in, in production time. The thing which Doctor Who does well is because there's years between the seasons, like you'll come back for season two and it'll be like four years later or whatever. Like they, they actually stick to real world time, but then you realize, oh crap, it's been a while since they filmed. So they do a yeah. good job of moving time on the show as well. Yeah, like Bob just said, like with this type of writing and approach to a, a TV series, there's zero filler, right. which I like. Like I'd rather watch. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather watch three really well written episodes than like twenty crappy ones. Um, I really would. 
Or so I like I like this type of approach that the BBC does. I would say not to say because like like say like The Walking Dead. I mean like oh well yeah, but that's well written. I'll admit that yeah, even though like, I don't watch it. Like I remember like because Ryan and I would always like harp on like well it's an off week this week mm-hmm. no zombies this week yeah. so it's just like you know not every like I mean, whenever you do long form content like that not everything can be a winner mm-hmm. especially since you only have so much uh it's like Downton Abbey they have five episode seasons and one of them is like oh my god the stove is broken I'm like mm-hmm. really that's all you got <laughs> 1920s yeah, is London, like the stove is broken <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So I think when I'm look when I look at a show like Sherlock, um, nine episodes. Yeah, it's nine episodes. I really can't throw any really heavy criticism at it. It's mm-hmm. just there's, it's just so good. They they write their episodes very well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's a fun ride. Like you said, it's fun trying to keep up with how he figures things out. And I like I just like also how they film it because I feel like some of the shots they use are different types yep. of shots than you might see. Like when they're riding in taxis, which they ride in cabs all the time, um, you know, most of the time when you have like car scenes, it feels very fake because you can tell they're in a fake car with a background yep. like mm-hmm. moving. This it feels like they're really in the car because you're getting like are. all the reflections along the along the, well, the window. Really so the half the time too. you can't even see them; you just yeah. see the reflection of the buildings. And I feel like part of the reason why they do that is they want to throw London in your face. They want you to know this is or London, Cardiff. you know this. Well, but a lot of the time yeah. it is in London. Or a lot of it's Cardiff, and they just put like little mailboxes. And stuff like there. one of the things they um, that Stephen Moffat said, if you if you get to watch the unlocking Sherlock thing, which Sue, if you if you saw it. Um, I saw it on Netflix. I yeah. haven't watched it yet, but I saw the Oh, well, you should watch it. So one of the things he says is, like, for people who were reading Sherlock Holmes as it was being written, it was obviously set in Victorian London, so the people reading it could relate to the setting because they understood right. the time the time period. So what they were trying to do with this is letting you experience these stories in your mm-hmm. own time to let you understand what's happening. Right. So, like, they want to they make you fully aware of what London is like. Mm-hmm. So they film there as often as possible. Like, I guess, like, the, the episode, um, the second one, where they're looking at all the graffiti. You remember when they go to, like, that skateboarding park? Or, you know, mm-hmm. that's a real place. That even one of the producers was like, yeah, I never knew this place existed in London until we went there. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of neat. Well, it's actually funny because when we were there, you went with your mother somewhere for the day when we were in London. Probably so I decided, Wimbledon when I went to I walked to, to, to Baker Street. Yep. And yeah, I went, we went to 221 B Baker Street to see what was there. And I have to tell you, it's very different yeah. from what you see in the There's in the no show. speedy sandwich. Because do you know it's actually a 221 B Baker Street? There's a museum. There's Sherlock Holmes There's the Sherlock Museum, Holmes which is museum. not shown in the series. <laughs> yeah. When they go there, there is no Sherlock Holmes Museum. Yeah. Well, that would probably be good. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they actually, it's actually kind of cool. A 220 Baker Street or whatever is, mm-hmm. there's like the little gift shop and stuff. But if you go to 221, they actually, um, they, they purchased the, the, the museum purchased the house and you walk in and they have it set up as Sherlock Holmes house would have been yeah. based on the books. Like, you know, they describe there's like, you know, 14 steps up the front stairs. So there's 14 steps and his sitting room is there with, with this pipe and. The, yeah. the, the diary from whatever novel and all the different cool, cool. are all there. So they do. And then there's, um, I think, I can't remember if it's season two or three, but there's an episode coming up. And so when it started, it was like parental discretion advised there. It gave like a warning and I'm like, that's never come up before yeah. Sherlock. And then you'll see why. Then you'll see why. And you'll be like, Ooh, <laughs> I can't remember why. Oh, can I remember it's now? The one with the woman. 
Remember Sherlock even calls her the woman? I believe. Oh, it's a good one. Yes. It's a really good episode, actually. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. All right. So, enjoy. I hope you guys enjoy it. Keep yes. watching it. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the week. And I have to say this. I have to say this. At the end of season two, we'll end on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And you have to imagine for three years... People were like, "What the fuck did I just watch? Like, yeah. what was that? I don't get it." They're, you know, they're trying to figure it out amongst themselves. Series three finale, or three? Se- series two finale, and the se- series three premiere is awesome because they have all of these characters on the show going, "What the hell was that? Do you think yeah. it was?" The-? And it's all the fan predictions and the fan assumptions and, and scenarios right. and guesses. They kind of work it into the episode. Like, do you do you know what just happened? Like, yeah. so they, they actually well, that's kind of fun. Yeah, they, they have a really it's, fun it's time. Great. Yeah, they had a really fun time with it. While you were talking about this, you made me think of Broadchurch. Mm. That's how I felt about Broadchurch. Trying to catch Did you watch the whole thing? All eight eight episodes in three days. Oh, okay. Which is very unusual for me. And then I couldn't get it out of my mind. It was just like I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And then mom got them because she didn't wouldn't stream them. She had to watch them on DVD so she could see them on her big screen. And I went and watched them again with her. Yep. Just because it was one of those things that got a hold of me and it wouldn't let go. Yeah. I'm gonna be like that in um, in February because um, they're gonna have the third season of um, House of Cards. I cannot wait. Yes. Do you think this will be the last season? Oh, we'll see. Did you hear that it was released accidentally early and it's now not available? Oh, Scott sent Ryan a link about something. They hold on. They released season three. Yeah, sixteen days early. Like, how long was it out there for? Um, looking into it right now. Oh wow. Did Did you not see the link Scott sent you? Ryan? No, he sent a link. I thought he sent a link to accidentally on early, and then they within twenty minutes they pulled it. Uh, it says, it says the, the official House of Cards Twitter says, this is Washington, there's always a leak. All 13 episodes will launch on February 27th. I wonder how many people hmm. were able to... 20 minutes, yeah, it could have gone too fast. I wonder how many people just jumped for the last episode. No, oh, I wonder. Just to see. Well, no, because you would have to imagine, like, the show it can only go on for so long. And from the previews for the season, this seems like it's going to be the season where um, Frank starts spiraling versus mm-hmm. climbing. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine it'll go on forever and ever. Well, if you see the preview too, it, there's some spiraling in the preview, which I'm mm-hmm. grateful to see. So that should be exciting. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to power through that because I don't want to get spoiled on that so I'm not Danielle's just Danielle's waving goodbye so I'll, I'll, I'll see you after the I'll, I'll be watching my Downton Abbey because you know whatever <laughs> let me know what happens with he doesn't stuff. watch it at all let me know what happens watch that no. I'm you know, actually I should say I'm enjoying the season more I did it's gotten better the last the, like, you know what it was the, it's with any show what they did was they had the the original cast and I thought they were all wonderful and then some of the actors left or they killed off characters or they did whatever so they brought on all these replacement characters and they were all generic and I couldn't remember which one was which and this one likes that one yeah. but 
No, he doesn't remember names. And no. apparently, if two guys have the same color hair, they're exactly the I'm same. I'm completely confused. Like, there's a thing. That's now. why he couldn't get into Fate Zero. No, we're two. You know, Mary has two guys who like her, and they look the same to me. They like, don't which look ones the that same. they look the same? And then there was the Butler, not the Butler, the 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 uh, the, the first Thomas. No, what do you call it? the? You're, the you bring the trays. Footman. There, the was, there were two footmen, but the, the second footman loved the maid who loved the first footman who didn't give her the time. It was this whole love triangle. I didn't give a shit about any of it. I just wanted to watch Maggie Smith. <laughs> so, like, for a couple... Now they're all gone, and they brought on, like, one person who I like. So it's, it's going to be... Speaking of Maggie Smith... Yes. And I have not seen the first one of these, but friends of mine have seen it and said it's really good. But she is going to be in the second... Most exotic marigold. Yes. Oh, the the first one was really good. Yeah. That's a, that was a great movie. If you've never seen it, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. It was really good. It was great. Yeah. Great cast. cast. I can't get it. Oh, all great star, cast. All star cast. I'll, I'll see if I can help you out on that one. So if you start downloading now, you should get it by <laughs> by Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. It, it, that was that was very very. Good. Actually, I, I think I bought it from iTunes, so I think I can send it. So actually, yeah, Maggie Smith. Isabel from and Isabel um, together again. Uh, There's a lot of people in it. I googled it the other day. Bill Nye, Harry, Harriet Jones. Everyone's in Doctor Who. Who yeah. we mentioned? It here. came up while we were podcasting on Monday. Yeah, so I looked it up, but yeah, it looks really fun. So that should be good. I am in the guy from Newsroom, isn't it? I feel like we killed Bob. Remember Bob? Yeah, poor Bob. Yeah, well, it is getting late, and it's very dark outside, and my chickens are not locked up, so I have to go very soon. All right, so Bob, okay. Bob might want to get us out of here. Bob's like, I have a conference call I need to take. No, I, I have a D&D Pathfinding thing I'm doing, not doing tonight. See, I, I have to supplement my tabletop RPG playing since we don't do the orders anymore. Sad face. Sad face. Hey, Bob, did you happen yes. to listen to... I'm going to mess it up. It's I don't think it's the Wizards of the Coast um, podcast, but it's the... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It is the Wizards of the Coast podcast that came out this week because it's all about um, Dungeon Masters. And I thought you and Scott might both enjoy it. And the first person they interview is Scott Kurtz. Did I get that name right? Yeah, you got that right. So you might enjoy checking it out. Okie dokie. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll have to listen to that when I go on one of my walks. Sorry, I'm being called. We told them to go away. <laughs> so Kat says, if you want to do an Aurors podcast, she'd be down for it. And we we need to do something. We do. We will, we'll figure something out with PP. Also known yes, as... we'll figure out. Puff up, please. <laughs> we got to work on our acronyms. PP. <laughs> You guys need to get a Wii U so we can play Mario Kart. Oh, it'd be so much fun. We can't play the old Mario Kart on it? Remember they took away the... (gasps) What? They got rid of all the the network stuff. Yes. That's okay. That makes me sad. That'd be fun, though. But that requires you guys getting a gaming system, and that just seems kind of silly. The chat has pretty much voted that uh, Bob's punishment for not doing his homework is is that he asked it... For Valentine's Day, has to take himself to watch uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, oh. Heartless. By myself? Heartless people. That is, that, that is bad. Going by, as, a, as a guy, like a middle-aged guy. Not middle-aged. Like middle-aged. 
going by himself to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. That's just creepy. That's bad. <laughs> these are horrid. These are horrid people who are suggesting. That. I know. Seriously, maybe I can get someone to go with somebody. Me. Somebody posted it, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's disgusting. Uh-huh. That the uh, movie theaters are going to be draping the seats in plastic for Fifty Shades of Grey because right. they're worried about bodily fluids. Oh. And I was like, oh great, I'm already freaked out about head lice when I go to the to the movie theater because you just never know what you're going to pick up there. But now I can't go to the movies ever again. That's gross. All I can say, Bob, is if you, if you meet a special someone on Valentine's Day and you want to ask her out, do not bring her the Fifty Shades of Grey. That's like, it's nice to meet you. Would you like to go and watch porn? Like it's- yeah, I know. Uh, definitely, I will... Uh- that is a fair punishment. Well, if you do go wave by the gen on Valentine's Day because of my work schedule. Yeah. I, but, I think, uh, Bob, that your punishment is you have to go see Fifty Shades of Grey with Jen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Jen. Fly Jen out here or fly me there, but. Oh, and for an update on Jen, Jen had um, surgery to remove her thyroid. If you haven't followed it online, and the unfortunate side effect is her voice is gone. And it's yeah. coming back very, very slowly. But basically, picture Jen doing American Sign Language, and this is what we. Yeah, she's have. been sending smoke signals every. She has been. All right, <sighs> Danielle's yawning. Get us out of here. We're two hours tonight. Woohoo! Yeah, definitely. So that's going to do it for this episode of Community Weekly. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode of our morning show. Uh, we will let you guys know sometime next week, or hopefully as soon as possible, when our next episode will be mm-hmm. next week. I'm going to say it's probably going to be Wednesday because that's my only well, day off. And if they want to podcast with me, it's going to be Wednesday. <laughs> anyway. You guys can podcast without me. That's fine. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, they'll probably be podcasting without me. But anyway, we'll I talk about our logistics later. Uh, so from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. <laughs> I'm Ryan, and I'd rather be in Fargo because it's not snowing here. <laughs> I'm Danielle. And I'm Sue. And we'll catch you guys next week for the next episode of Point of View Weekly. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.